Welcome everyone to episode two of the Talk Techie to Me podcast. I'm your host, Teja Custodi, and this week is a really special roundup episode for you. And to keep it fun and moving along, every roundup episode will feature my favorite tech stories from the past week, each in two minutes or less. So are you ready? Then let's go. You're listening to Talk Techie to Me, a podcast that explores the latest and greatest technology and how this tech impacts our lives. I get it, tech can be confusing. That's why I'm diving deep into the tech world to bring you the information that matters most in a relatable, straightforward way. So let's kick off this episode two roundup, shall we? There are three stories that really stuck out to me this past week. And as you may have guessed from the title of this episode, we are starting with Google Photos. Specifically, the fact that Google Photos is no longer offering free unlimited storage. So start that timer, because here's what you can do about it in under two minutes. The first thing you need to know is that if you are a Pixel user, this may not affect you. So you'll still have the free Google Photos storage for certain file types, depending on the model of Pixel that you have. Second, this change from free unlimited to paid storage will not affect your current photo situation. So what you had on Google Photos before June 1st, when this took effect, will stay there for you regardless of the new 15 gigabyte storage limit. It's not going to purge any of your existing photos or videos. Third, the rest of us mere mortals do have some options. So you can easily free up space in Google Photos. And there are actually a few ways to do this. You can clear out blurry photos and screenshots. You can clear space from your Gmail or Drive account since it's all one connected ecosystem. And you can even create external backups of all your Google Photos and then completely delete them from there if you wanted. And shocker, you're never going to guess where I'm going now, but you could always upgrade your storage. Listen to me when I say I am cheap for realsies. So I'd never steer you wrong here. It'll cost you a whopping $1.99 US per month to upgrade to 100 gigabytes of storage. This storage would be across your entire Google ecosystem. So think Gmail, Google Drive, and Google Photos. Now that's a decent amount of storage at a really great price. I go over all of these options in detail in my YouTube video called what to do now that Google Photos is no longer free. So if you want more info on this, definitely check out that video at youtube.com slash Tasia Custody or via the link below, depending on where you're listening to this. The second story that caught my attention this week is all about Twitter, baby. So let's reset that timer to two minutes and here we go. Twitter announced Twitter Blue, a paid subscription service that will offer access to new features like undoing tweets, ahem, otherwise known as the much asked for edit option, question mark. And you'll be able to view threads in a more user-friendly way that they're calling reader mode. Now, the rest of the features seem to be more aesthetic related. 
users will have extra color theme options and the ability to change the color of the Twitter app icon if you wanted, I guess. The caveat here, dear friends, is that this is just starting to roll out and it's only in Canada and Australia right now. So you may be wondering, well, how much is this subscription and is it really worth it? Well, for my Canadians, it'll be $3.49 per month and $4.49 per month for users in Australia. So here's the thing. The undo send feature is one that may sound familiar to my fellow Gmail users. It's essentially going to allow users to undo their tweets for up to 30 seconds after. So it's not really that true edit button that users have been calling for after all. It's really just upon that initial hitting the tweet button that you'll be able to undo it. And as far as the other features go, I'm not really sure I understand the appeal of this subscription. Like I said, I'm cheap and I'm not sure this really provides me with a vastly better user experience that's worth a subscription cost, no matter how low that cost is. So what do you think? Would you be interested in subscribing to Twitter Blue? Have you already subscribed to Twitter Blue if you're in Canada and Australia? Leave a comment on this episode and let me know. And moving right along to our third and final story of the week. Who wants to chat supersonic jets with me? Okay, I know what you're thinking. Could this be any more of a random episode? But hey, anything goes in this roundup. So this begs the question, New York to London in 3.5 hours, anybody? And that sound means my two minutes has already started. United Airlines wants to bring back supersonic air travel. That's right, I said bring back. If we step into our time machine and head to the way, way back, the year was 1976 and the Concorde supersonic passenger jet arrived on the scene. But, like all good things, its time came to an end in 2003. Mainly, I gather, over low passenger numbers, rising maintenance costs, the cost of fuel, and honestly, some environmental concerns. Now, there was also a deadly crash in July of 2000, and after that, it seems people just weren't as eager to fly on a supersonic jet. But fast forward to 2021, and United Airlines has purchased 15 supersonic jets named Overture from a Denver-based firm, Boom Supersonic. So the jets can reach a top speed of 1300 miles per hour or Mach 1.7 speeds. To put that into perspective, Mach 1 is the speed of sound. United Airlines says they'll be able to connect more than 500 destinations in nearly half the time. So think about this. Newark to Frankfurt in four hours or San Francisco to Tokyo in six hours. Hello, people. Now, earlier I mentioned environmental concerns and United says that Overture will be the first commercial aircraft to be net zero carbon and optimized to run 100% on what they're calling sustainable aviation fuel. Now, I haven't looked into exactly what that last part means, and I'm sure there's some gray area there, but it's at least nice to see an airline moving in the right direction, or perhaps 
flying in the right direction. Anyway, before you clamor to book your flights, Overture won't actually be flying until 2026 and it's not gonna be passenger ready until 2029. Phew, how is that for a roundup? I'm going to be out of breath after this one, but listen, if you enjoyed today's episode, let me know, share it with friends on social media, leave a comment or connect with me on the interwebs. I'm at Tasia Custody on all the things. And if you're listening on Apple podcasts, I'd love for you to leave a review. Thank you so much for listening and we'll chat real soon. 